You are listening to the Julie Parker Practice Success Podcast, where you discover management insights and strategies for a successful dental practice. There are also interviews with key people in the industry who have advice and services to help you and your team achieve great success. Welcome to this episode of the Julie Parker Practice Success Podcast, and I'm thrilled to interview my next guest because I've seen her all over the place for many years now, and we have connected once already to familiarize ourselves on her wonderful product, and I would like to welcome her as a guest right now, Dr. Padma Gadiar of Smilo AI. Welcome. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for having me. It's a great privilege to be on your show. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Before we get into Smile AI, can you just give us a bit of a rundown of your career to date? Uh, I started as uh, an overseas dentist. I graduated in India, migrated here following my husband, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, building a dream in an overseas country. Uh, we started young and uh, came to Australia, had to do my ADC exams. During that uh, phase of doing my exams, I even uh, worked as a dental assistant, uh, sterilization assistant, learned a lot of admin work. So, you know, I have a very um, affectionate relationship with my team members because I know the bits and pieces of their work. I've been there, done that. I know how it is. And then I moved into practice ownership. And then into multi-site practice ownership, uh, we also do own medical centers and cosmetic centers, then got into writing a book on practice ownership and Fantastic. then consulting exclusively on exit and entry planning for dentists. Tremendous. Now, your husband's a GP as well, is yes. which is why you've got, you've got ownership of, over both medical and dental practices. And you've got multiple dental practices, you said? Yes. And because you've had that behind-the-scenes experience as a dental assistant, I'm sure your approach to that team management is quite a bit different. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, look, I understand they are humans too. Uh, Of course, we have a lot of expectation from our team members uh, that they have to have the phone conversations right. They have to give the patients the right experience. They have to maintain the metrics for us. They have to maintain the retention rates. Uh, They have to be fully alert all the eight or nine hours they're working there, maintain the high level of compliance, sterilization, four-handed dentistry. Come on, they are humans too. Um, And uh, in my experience, if you want to go faster, go alone. But if you want to be a long-time player, you want to build an empire, you want to build a legacy, you have to have a really good team supporting you all throughout the journey. And that lesson I learned from a very young age, I come from a business family myself, um, whether it was my own practice ownership or uh, about getting into consulting or now into technology, team is the most important asset in your business. It really is. It's nice for you to hear that from you as well. I've read a few books from retired dentists that have been written by retired dentists. And one of the common themes is, I just wish it took me a shorter period of time to learn how to interact and get the best out of my team. And I know that Dr. Jesse Green says on his magnificent podcast, The Savvy Dentist Podcast, he has said on a regular basis, and I completely agree with him, that he's never come across a staff member that wants to turn up to work and do a bad job. We all want to do a good job. And so let's start being curious about what we all need in order to get that good job coming out from us. 
Absolutely. And we are talking about performance evaluation and training. Um, I have a quite a little bit of a different approach there. I'd rather go and ask them where they are at, what is their understanding, so I can help them from where they are at uh, to reach the potential I want them to reach. Uh, because if I don't know where they think they are and where I think they are, and there is a communication gap there of understanding, then the problem starts arising between the practice owner and the team member. You know, so for me, that uh, performance evaluation is done slightly differently that I have to understand what is their understanding about themselves first before yeah. I give them an opinion about what I see, right? So we need to know communication- where the starting point is, don't we? Yes. And I believe in open communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be our fault as practice owners as well that we have a higher expectation and a lower level of training that we are providing. You know, sometimes it's just good to just sit and relax and have a performance evaluation. Tell me where I could improve as a practice owner as well. Oh, I love that question. It's magnificent. (laughs) And just, we're not concentrating on this. It sounds like I should get you back on as a guest again to talk about team dynamics. (laughs) Um, But there's a lovely phrase that I learned from uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. He's a Hungarian, I think, psychotherapist or psychoanalyst, and he's he rolls out um, this term in a completely different way, but I just like the word, the two words together because I think it's a wonderful way to approach discussions, not just with team members, but even with patients as well. But when you want to develop that frank communication, that safe communication, this lovely term of compassionate inquiry. Absolutely. Does that sound good? So you come in with from a place of compassion, just inquiring about where that, that other person is right now. Absolutely. And look, everybody has their own experience experiences from the past, present, there is, uh, you know, we want everybody, including us, to detach ourselves when we enter the room, when we enter the practice, all the time, that's not possible. You know, they have their family, they have their personal, they have their mental health issues, a lot of things going on, you know, health issues. We have to be considerate and compassionate to our team. And over the last 12 to 18 months, Julie, you've been extensively consulting in the dental industry. Uh, you are much ahead to what my understanding is, but you know, one common thing, every dental practice owner's heartache at the moment is we, we, uh, there is a high staff turnover. We do not have enough team members coming uh, to work. Uh, you know, there's a huge demand for dental work, but we are, we are busy, but actually we're not running to our potential because of the lack of trained team members. It's a big issue I've heard from podcasts from other countries. It's a big issue in the US and it's a big issue in the UK as well. And I think it really forces us to the opportunity of reassessing how we do it here. What environment are we creating for them? What are all the points that make it a wonderful industry to be a part of? Because I've personally loved it for the whole period of time that I've, the past 34 years that I've been part of it. And I've had very you know, many roles. A lot of people think, oh, it's a bit of a dead end job and things like that. No, no, no. I think dentistry can be anything you want to make it. And there's various different dental practices that offer, offer quite diverse opportunities for their employees as well. So Absolutely. we need to start Absolutely. recruiting new blood into that pool, don't, don't we? And uh, with the new blood coming in, we'll also have to adopt some changes. They are used to digitalization. They are used to convenience. They are used to quick way of working. A lot of dental practices have to still equip themselves to that uh, steadiness, that readiness 
and that digital um, aspect that uh, these new team members will be looking for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, I've got more things to talk to you about that, but I, I am aware <laughs> of our time. I'm going to get you back on again, if that's okay with you, to talk about this very sure. topic. But I think it's pertinent. So fast forward through your career and you started to get much more interested in the AI possibilities within the dental industry. What was your first exposure to that? And then we'll talk about what Smilo AI actually offers the industry. Look, my first exposure to AI was in the Silicon Valley when I saw uh, what it was doing in the retail sector. Knowingly or unknowingly, Julie, we have all been exposed to AI for the last few years, whether it's the banking industry, whether it is fintech, whether it is um, uh, retail that, uh, you know, the checkouts at Woolworths and Kohl's, directly or indirectly, some form of artificial intelligence or augmented intelligence that people want to call it has been a part of our life. People have been experimenting it. And especially uh, in the healthcare sector, in the radiology space, it's taking a huge, huge boom. You know, that's when it started, uh, you know, it started taking my, um, uh, I started noticing it. I started getting more, more and more curious. And I was looking at how different um, uh, aspects of um, healthcare, whether it was telehealth, whether it was radiology, whether it was pathology, uh, how they were using artificial intelligence and, um, uh, and more and more research went into it. And that's when I said, but these people are doing a lot of AI to help us as a de decision-making tool. We as dentists are trained already in a lot of these kind of things. Of course, uh, repetitiveness can be uh, much better with artificial intelligence. But we are trained in this. What is actually missing in this entire loop is a patient-facing stuff where we can educate our patients and the same thing can educate our staff. So when they are uh, on a phone call, they know they're talking the same kind of a language. Also, as a patient, you're only visiting your dental practice probably a couple of times a year or maybe once a year or some of, you know, 47% of the Australian population doesn't even visit the dentist in like 18 to 24 months. So I was like, how can we give them a tool that's readily available? They can constantly monitor their oral health for any small changes and then seek opinion or treatment. And immediately my, um, you know, my... Um, I noticed smartphones because I said uh, we don't use watches anymore because it's smartphones. We don't have those telephones at home anymore because we have smartphones. Uh, uh, you know, the texting has been all on uh, WhatsApps and uh, Instagrams and Facebook Messenger. Uh, we also probably use more of our digital wallets now for card payments or anything. I'm, I'm like, I, I go to shopping without a handbag, but not without my smartphone, right? Mm. I probably even go to bed with my smartphone next to me as a <laughs> reminder, as an alarm. I said, why don't we harness the power of smartphone technology? There's, uh, there's you know, heart rates are monitored through our phone connected to our smartphone. I said, why not for dentistry? It's a Fantastic. great communication tool. It's a great education and engagement tool. Why don't we use it to our potential? That's the question I asked. And that's where Smiler.ai came into existence from. Fantastic. And I agree that education and engagement of patient is something that every practitioner and practice challenge is challenged with. So describe what Smilo is. 
Smilo.ai is an AI-powered virtual care platform where we take a few mouth selfies. We educate patients on what kind of oral diseases they're going through. We help them remotely monitor it. But the most important fun bit is they can even see how their smile, future smile can look with the click of a button from the comfort of their home anytime, any place. Dentistry is always associated with high cost or pain, right? Anxiety. We want to make dentistry more approachable, accessible, fun. You know, take that anxiety barrier off, take that cost barrier off. If I have a smartphone, I can get a dental consult. You know, and, and I'm not going to be judged for it. I can do it from the comfort of my home. So that's the essence of Smile.ai. It's funny you say the word judged. I just recently wrote an article. It will be published in Australasian Dental Practice magazine in the next couple of months, I imagine. And it was prompted from a post that Angus Pryor, the marketing guy for dental, put in his Facebook feed. And his question was around, why do you attend the dentist regularly? And a lot of the people were saying things like you know, prevention. Prevention was a very strong theme there, which I was very impressed with. But one person said they were a regular for many years every six months and then was harshly judged by a hygienist and decided not to come back she said I was done and I and she just stopped coming back because of the fear of judgment my mother when you know my whole all of my career in dental she's always reiterated how her generation you know they did look after their kids before themselves there wasn't a lot of money around so a lot of their dentitians were neglected and they feel shame around that and they don't attend because they feel that level of judgment I mean how many patients are we missing out on seeing because they've got emotional stuff fears and anxieties around turning up in the first place where this Smilo AI could be that link that actually encourages them to come in for a full formal checkup. Absolutely. And look, if they have that issue, they can chat with the dentist. You know, um, there's no obligation or anything. They can chat with the dentist. And for dentists, now they're getting more pre-qualified, pre-triaged and very well aware and educated patients. Imagine the time it's going to save their treatment coordinator themselves on communication because now the patient is more curious to know what my options are. How can I take care of my health, right? And they're remotely monitoring them, adding constant value, building loyalty, building engagement. What is the biggest problem apart from staff? It's about getting new patients, giving, uh, having those high value patients having our regular patients return back for uh, regular checkup and cleans. If you go on to about 8,000 dental practices in Australia, our retention rates are less than 40%. And this is like an industry average, right? So why are we missing out on those opportunities? We're already sitting on a pot of gold and we're missing out on those opportunities. I did it too in my practice with full honesty, right? And as you get better and better at practice ownership and business, understand business better, you realize you're constantly investing in getting new patients while you're ignoring on the pot of gold that you're already sitting on. Oh, for sure, for sure. And what you're talking about with the Smile OAI as well is that the patients are able to, with your application, take an image or a scan of their mouth and it will give them an indication the health level of their mouth, is that right? Yes. Look, we are not a diagnostic tool. For diagnosis as a dentist, I think radiology is very important. 
Uh, and as uh, as a dentist uh, for over 12 14 years now uh, i understand the importance of radiology so we're not trying to be a diagnostic tool here we're trying to be a prescreening tool here we're trying to be an education tool here so um, when you probably get a patient into the chair you directly don't go and take x-rays because of the alara principle you examine their mouth first so it is that procedure that we are readily performing through the power of artificial intelligence smartphone and computer vision technology tremendous and what sort of things can that kind of scan pick up look uh, we have started with dental decay and gum disease because you know those two are highly prevalent across the world's population and to give it a zest we have added the cosmetic bit to it but in the next 6 uh, months we're coming up with more interesting stuff uh uh that the you know we achieved from the patient survey whether it is expanding on our treatment monitoring whether it is any of the treatment from orthodontics to implants um and uh, even with the identification we are coming up with the more tooth wear and orthodontics It's amazing. I find it is so foreign. The concept seems so foreign to me, and I think this is where the gap can be, isn't it? Is you know that we think that the world is capable of this much because <laughs> that's what we're being exposed to, but it's a leap in our minds to go actually what is out there and what is what we're capable of and is quite a bit higher, quite a bit more elegant than what we've thought in the past. See the pandemic has made us question the way we always provide uh, we've always been providing service Luckily, Australia has not been one of those countries that was heavily affected, right? But uh, virtual care has become a norm in a lot of South Asian countries now, right? And people are used to virtual care now. Everybody is like, "Oh, why do I have to leave home?" I had a, a chat with the one of my design team yesterday, and her question was, "Padma, why do I need to go to my dentist for my regular ortho checks?" this is getting too boring i have to get out from my chair get dressed i'm working from home right so you realize that the trends are changing with especially the gen x's the gen y's the gen z's the trends are changing they don't want to go just for the sake of a check anymore mm. right it's about the fuel cost it's about getting off work it's about going there finding a parking sitting there in the waiting room it's a lot of pp cost for the dentist time time gets wasted uh, time could be used for another patient by the dentist uh, so there is a lot of factors to factor in why a practice needs to start adopting virtual care and telehealth now mm. if you don't adopt it now if you adopt it okay let's let's go into like if you adopt it now there is a differentiating factor in the next 4 to 5 years that's just going to be a norm ai is going to be part of our life just like smartphones are yeah 15 yeah. years back smartphones were not uh, part of our life like it is today right it is like what we can we can pick up on these sort of technologies as they come available to us yeah. or we can be forced into it because that's just what the market is demanding now and it's so yeah. prevalent now and i can see that happening in the coming years absolutely and the selfie culture julie we've all seen the selfie culture taking the trend there and uh, patients want that convenience we did run a survey to find that out and i've had a chat with most of the marketers in the industry and they're all like yes this is the trend that's going to come next people are going to want uh, this kind of technology and our ai is not just in the form of an app we've even simplified as a web app that the practices could use it on their website 
because you know there's more than 90% drop off on everybody's website without taking action this could be a great tool to add value to your patients even before they know you i right? love that because what's one of the challenges as well what do you do with your website to help make people so engaged they want to stick on that website rather than jumping off i i think the average is just the number of seconds that they hang around on your website for uh we we found out it's less than 4.7 seconds Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and uh, most of, most of them to be honest 95% of them leave without any action on your website and you've been paying uh, Google ads you've been doing the SEOs to get all the traffic into your website and you don't have a tool there to add value to them. That's it. Right? This is just that uh, economical accessible scalable tool that you could use across your practices. and being a dentist and a practice owner myself i've made sure it's priced economically for a general dental population oh, so so that so that it can be readily available for them as well that is fantastic we'll talk about the pricing i want to um first of all though so dentists dental practices can start to get into their heads how could we apply this you think about all of the communications that you are currently having with patients in your clinical chair or in your clinical surgery that could be done over virtual consultation i mean for a start let's presume that we are tackling the group of patients that may be afraid to come in or they feel they've got a concern or they're wanting to search for a practice to go and find and they're finding this lovely engagement tool and they can send off their scan to the dentist and you can say yeah that looks like to be an ulcer or that looks so, yes it's right you I, you know it looks like you do have a bit of decay i do encourage you to come in for a dental checkup but all of the other stuff once we've had a patient in the chair and we have done a A, an examination presented a treatment plan there's a really big full stop at the end of that and if the patient leaves and has questions we only find out about that if they are truly engaged and they ring us and they say i've got questions or if we end up calling them for incomplete treatment follow up and they go i've still got questions but these virtual consultations could really pad out that treatment plan presentation and properly service that patient so they getting a chance to have all the information you're helping them through search and evaluation of all the data so they can actually make an informed decision at the end and they are engaged all throughout because they are the ones taking the photos they are evaluating they uh, they've already got an ai assessment when the dentist then reinforces it yes they do need it then the dentist got an opportunity then and there to answer any of their questions usually what happens is they walk into the dentist don't know what's happening then the dentist is trying to educate them you know they're hesitant to accept it because they don't know they have not seen it for themselves dentist is showing it to them right yeah. and that entire and then they don't return back to ask those questions or for treatment and you've lost an opportunity with virtual care you can then move it to virtual care and use that face to face as a chance to answer those questions and actually get a take on your treatment plan because I you are a, you have a very educated patients there by then very engaged engaged patient and they are involved in the process usually what happens is you take the photos you take the x-rays the dent, the patient is already in the chair like that already nervous and in that nervous state of mind that's not the best place for them to visualize and digest all those facts which they did not even know existed 
That's for sure. One of the things that I remember as a patient coordinator back many moons ago, we used to encourage and we'd have the big you know, initial examination and then for the cases that had quite a bit of data to share about their treatment plan, we would encourage the patient to come back on a separate appointment time and bring their spouse or their partner, their other significant person in their life that has financial decision-making ability uh, to come along as well because that's where the gap is sometimes. We can very intelligently discuss everything the patient needs to the patient, but can the patient then do the same to the partner who has got 50-50 say and where the money goes in the household. And that's always going to be an enormous gap. With the virtual consultations, the virtual care, all of a sudden you can have as many people there in the consultation as you need. But have you also got the ability to record it so they can refresh their memory a month or two down the track when they've kind of forgotten, they've lost the sense of importance and urgency over it, but then it starts to pick up again? We're getting there with that recording as well. Uh, we're trying to get in. We are right now very asynchronous. We're getting the synchronous telehealth integration uh, as well in the next couple of months. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, we can have them all together in one room. They've not left home. So there's no extra cost added to them, you know, to move, to leave their hard, to leave their work early or, you know, uh, disrupt their uh, lifestyle with picking up the kids. They can have they themselves and their partner in one room and it's a lot of saving for the dentist as well because it saves a lot of their clinical time this can all be done in their non-clinical time with their clinical coordinator rather than somebody walks in takes a chair space where you're just sitting and discussing something that's it. And that chair space, that crucial chair space, that has got a filling or a crown going on instead rather than just for a discussion that can be relocated to another venue, which is online. Absolutely. And a lot of uh, things I see in the dental practice that the patient comes in, fills in the forms, uh, the, the receptionist uh, scans those forms, saves it, then puts it into the patient file. I see that a lot of times. Of course, there's a lot of e-forms, but you have to still send it to the patient. How about you have it on the app, they just update it before they come in and they get sent a message, oh, you can come in now. It can Fantastic. all be done through our app, right? So it's just easy. It, you know, um, I went into uh, radiology last uh, few months. I've had a few scans. Every time I went in, they gave me the same medical history form to fill in from top to bottom. I'm thinking, I came here a month back. What, what, what would have changed, right? So that's when we came up with the digital forms. I said, you know what, 90% is pretty much the same. Whatever I need to update, I updated there and it goes as a PDF. How easy is that? The girls love it. It saves them three minutes, right? Absolutely. It saves them sending out reminders for it. And it's easy to send them a chat message. Yes, I was going to say, then all of a sudden you've got this ongoing communication that you can have with the patients as all well. All in one place. In, all on in a one place. place all on an encrypted TGA-approved platform. Just tremendous, tremendous. And uh, you've got listed there as well contactless check-ins. And so if you're in, a, in an area where due to COVID, you've got all the patients turning up and calling you from the car park saying they're here, we can also use the contactless check-in for those sort of situations as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and right now, uh, because of uh, COVID and the lockdowns, a lot of our practices are loving it. They're seeing, look, it takes the bit of a time when you're bringing in something new it takes a bit of a time for uh, any staff member or staff members to get used to it but once you start using something 
they realize how much time it saves how much energy is saved and where that energy could be used for patient experience than doing the repetitive task absolutely and i think um there have always been ways of automating such as sms's for phone co- for um appointment confirmations where i've always thought to myself Yes, it's more efficient, but is it providing as much value as before when you're on the phone with somebody? Oh, hi there, Padma. So lovely to speak with you. Double checking everything's okay for tomorrow. So looking forward to seeing you. So you get this lovely, friendly, remember how great we are kind of communication as opposed to the very efficient but disengaging text. What you're talking about moving into is actually, uh, if I could use another example of the patient hasn't accepted the treatment plan yet, let's send out a letter detailing all the information again. Again, that's got a certain level of engagement, but how much better if that's done as a virtual consultation online? Absolutely. And and look, because the patient gets to see their intraoral photographs, their possibilities then and there, they're educated better that the dentist is not trying to sell me something. I definitely have a problem. And it's not about AI getting it 100% right. Our job is to get the patient. Uh, I believe Smilo.ai's job is just to get the patient curious. That's what the AI is supposed to do. AI is not there as a diagnostic tool. So the dentist never need to be threatened by that. That, mm. uh, you know, AI is going to take over their place. AI, mm. AI can't do that 100% without... Uh, the uh, assistance of the dentist. It can only be a decision-making tool. That's all. And the AI is just providing that link between the patient that hasn't turned up for an opinion to turn up for that opinion. Yeah, look, uh, a lot of them send out, even we did it, right? I know you. even you guys probably did it. If a patient did not turn up to the practice for their checkup and clean, in 18 months, you send them out a letter that, oh, you've not visited the practice for your checkup and clean. And a lot of times patients read that and feel guilty about it. How about you say, look, we understand life gets in the way of everything. You've not gotten. How about you do a quick check and send us a report and we'll tell you if everything is okay. Oh, gosh, that sounds fantastic. And a lot of them are just out of curiosity as well. Like, what's this new tool? <laughs> I know. You're not judging them. You're trying to be compassionate. You're try- trying to understand them. Look, uh, pre-pandemic, not everybody was into social media and digital marketing. Now, with the pandemic, everyone, every competitor in, the, uh, in your suburb is into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The way you're going to distinguish yourself or stand out is through some kind of an innovative tool that benefits and adds value to your patients and giving them the best patient experience outside the practice as well as inside the practice. So you need your girls to be totally attentive and do that when they are inside the practice. And you need these digital tools to do that when they are outside the practice. So having that blend is very important. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you use the term patient experience because that I use that term possibly 20 times every day because that's what we're attempting to do. A successful dental practice is very mindful about what the best patient experience they can deliver is. Absolutely. And it's always been within the four walls, but let's expand that out. Let's blow the walls out and have deliver them a patient experience with your practice that's beyond the walls, that's inside their home, inside their work, while they're going out for a walk, that they they are still able to interact with you as, uh, on a very meaningful basis. Absolutely. That's that's the 
whole thing like as a dentist we are trained to do beautiful restorations uh beautiful uh, fillings uh you know uh give a painless experience and and things like that right but we forget that that is only about 20% of patient experience the rest 80% is about convenience is around building that trust you know by having giving patient the control and the way we always give control is getting them to choose stuff we have to educate them so that they make a much more a uh, better decision for themselves a long term decision for themselves on the in the room you've got 10 minutes you're explaining different things pros and cons they've not even got time to you know assess it so having them educated having them more curious will make them more attentive and that saves a lot of your time within the surgery so that instead of 10 minutes you can spend 20 minutes with their patients on their option wonderful that's what is going to be productive and efficient to you as a dentist because you get to make the money or build the patient up for the work you actually put in and you do it right yeah. and that's how your practice is going to grow yeah yeah that's for sure that's for sure and through the research of smilo ai of course are considering these other groups people who financially cannot afford to come in on a regular basis maybe their geographic location has them outside of an of where it's easy to actually come on in for their treatment uh, assessments pressing health needs maybe they're incapacitated to a certain degree at home maybe they have very poor oral health literacy maybe there's a language or cultural barrier shortage of dental providers in a certain community and of course the pandemic as well there's a lot of reasons why people won't be turning up eagerly just to get that checkup done absolutely and that's where we've seen the gap we've seen the gap in rural and regional areas we've seen the gap in mobile dentistry vans whether it's school or aged care also we've seen a huge gap uh, within the disadvantaged uh, uh, communities as well as uh, uh, you know low socioeconomic as well so this is going to be that tool that is going to help them educate themselves seek that early intervention the problem is people leave it till it is too late they think the industry is uh, what is that unaffordable you just have to take a first step and that's the first step we are going to make it so easy for you so low cost for you that that should not come as a barrier and when you take that first step the rest just falls into place you realize the importance of it and dentistry is not just about teeth and gums and restorations dentistry is about good nutrition dentistry is about overall uh general health and mental health it's all about confidence so dentistry if you just treat it treat it as teeth and gums it's of no use you have to treat it as a whole body and a useful tool for your day to day life imagine yourself not being able to chew or eat your favorite food not being able to smile and you know carry yourself in the society so dentistry is that vital in your day to day life Absolutely gosh and you know I've always been intrigued there is such there has been so much research and study done to build that connection between oral health and systemic health yet I still 
have failed to see a, any, any kind of substantial referral base of patients from GPs saying my patient has just been diagnosed with diabetes. They need to get their mouths in order. They've just had a stroke. They need to get their mouths in order. They've just been put onto bisphosphonates. They need to get things in order. So where are these referrals coming? Why aren't they coming through from GPs? But again, these kind of virtual consultations, virtual assessments can really put the patients in the picture. You don't even need to have a formal checkup to educate the patient around that link and how important it is to maintain their oral health. So let's go ahead and actually make some formal appointment times for you. Absolutely. And that's why we want to roll out Smiler.ai, not just in the dental industry. We want to keep it accessible through the GP system. We have want to keep it accessible through the hospital system as well, where it can be used as uh, not just as a pre-screening tool, but also an education tool, whether you are in the aged care uh, sector and you're a nurse there, whether you are in the hospital ED, whether you are general practitioner, for, you know, uh, practicing holistic health. So we want to use Milo as an education tool that they can give to their patients as well. So we are not just stuck to dental industry. Fantastic. And it can be a bridge. Yeah. yeah, it can be a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And patients get access to all this crucial information around their health so freely and it really feels like they have a right to be able to freely access information around their health. Absolutely. And look, uh, I don't remember how my teeth looked three years back. I'm sure I'm grinding more since it is winter now. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as we are all aging, there's a bit of uh, abrasion and attrition that happens. Uh, so I want to know how my teeth looked five years back. There's no proper record for it, yeah. right? And most of the records are kept at the dentist, which the patients don't have fully access to. So my uh, my way or uh, the way I visualized it was smilo.ai can be that tool where it can be used for comparative and competitive studies as well by the universities and people themselves. Fantastic. To see how, how their oral health has been degrading or improving. Mm, we do forget. <laughs> yeah, look, our users have given us different uh, feedback, right? Uh, uh, younger, less than 25-year-olds have said their brushings, brushing and the where they care for their oral health has gone up considerably because now they can see where they've not cleaned, uh, what's going on and how something is progressing. So that mm. feedback, our um, older age group, they find it easy to use. It's not that hard because of the selfie culture. They are like, okay, this is just helping me monitor if I'm on diabetes. You know, most of our patients were diabetic. So it's just given them a chance to monitor their oral health from home. So, amazing, amazing. So tell me a little bit about uh, the journey. So if a practice said, yeah, yeah, let's get on with Smilo AI, what does the journey look like to implementing it within their practice? Look, over the last six months, we've learned a lot of lessons and now we have a little bit more sophisticated onboarding journey. So we give them options of two products. One is their web app. It's pretty much it takes 15 minutes to put it on their website. Our onboarding team helps them, provides them all the training as well as all the digital assets and checks on them every week. Uh, so that's one way where patients can, when, when your patients come into your website, they can do a virtual scan themselves and find out and all that uh, report definitely comes to you as well as the practice. The second is we give them an exclusive uh, QR code for their patient 
and this is exclusive to the practice. We don't have access to any of those data. It is the practices patients who can access that QR code and download the app, the smile.ai app, and all the reports go to the patient, whether it's their medical history form, whether it is their virtual consults, their chats, all go to the practice. So it is done in two stages. In the first week, we do the web app uh, onboarding and post that in a week's time, we do the app onboarding. We also provide them with a dashboard tool to keep uh, on top of their SMS and email marketing and their dashboard analytics. Actually, you provide a lot of support. And, you know, I'm pleased that you do because for a lot of people who um, are older like me. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't look like that. You're very good. You're very, very good. <laughs> well, did you start uh, dent, uh, working in the dental industry when you were six? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because it is a stretch to the brain to say, oh, God, you know, and, and long ago I decided I don't need to understand how everything works to have an appreciation for it and actually start to use it myself. And I think this is one of those one of those areas that people can have that perception around. And so you do provide a lot of support, which is absolutely tremendous. The communications, you were talking about the SMS and email marketing the, with all of that, is that all easy to do from the practice perspective? Easy. Yes, mm. it's very easy to do. It's customizable. We've kept it very easy. Uh, look, every, uh, we just started with an idea of AI. AI, uh, it was not supposed to be where it is today. I started like, let's see what happens with AI, right? And mm -hmm. the pandemic just fast forwarded things. And every product, it started as a simple iOS app that moved into uh, an Android app, then building the dashboard, then people asking for the web version of it. Every product that has come in has been designed with dentist feedback, with the use of how it is going to be used in the dental practices from practice managers. Mm -hmm. So in the last six, eight months, we've worked extensively not in expanding our business, but in getting the, pair, the workflow uh, better and better and better. So that when we're ready for commercialization, which is now, we can do the onboarding quicker. We can give them the experience they want. So I have to thank my early beta testers who have been super patient with us and have helped us define that experience for every practice. So it's super oh. easy to use. It's like Facebook. Uh, the navigation is super easy as well. Fantastic. And what's the kind of feedback you've been getting by your users of the application? The first and foremost is I think it's easy to use and our customer support has been excellent. If they report a problem, we turn around within 24 to 48 hours. If it is not a major change, if it's just uh, something small, we do get back within 24 hours. If there's any change or a code change, we do take about three days for that. I think that's the best feedback we've got considering the customer support experience most of the practice practices have had. Uh, the other uh, feedback is from one of our early adopters. He said one patient ex uh, accepted my Invisalign treatment plan. The product paid off for itself. I love it. That's it, right? Our patient, our practices have been getting at least three to five new qualified leads per month. Mm -hmm. And we don't charge based on use. You can have 400 people use it. Our cost doesn't change. Uh, so it's it's super affordable. So Padma, 
the costs that are involved financially for the practices that do jump onto smilo.ai, tell us a little bit about that. We offer a 30-day free trial. Um, you know, when somebody signs up to smilo.ai and we don't need any bank details or their credit card details, and we provide them with a value of over $2,000 in digital assets, no onboarding cost, and uh, nine-to-five customer support. We have multiple products, um, from a web app to a mobile app uh, to multiple other functionalities that are part of our CRM functionality as well. So the pricing varies anywhere between $199 to about $599. And it also depends how big uh, or the size of your practice is. It's a varied model um, and uh, very specific to the product. Fantastic. So the best thing that people can do is really contact you at smilo.ai, organize a demonstration and a quote for your particular practice. Absolutely. And because it's a 30-day uh, free trial and uh, no, and it's an obligation-free trial, I think uh, there is a, it's a no-brainer. That is a no-brainer. And I love being able to try a product before actually jumping in and doing the financial transactions moving forward. Because you get the proof in the pudding, you can see straight away how you can apply it into your practice and really help boost the engagement you have with your patients. I think that's a fantastic to try before you buy. Absolutely. And look, uh, it's in some cases, if the practice is not doing any marketing or anything, uh, you know, the results can take a little bit longer. Also, we have seen the creativity of a lot of our practices who use not uh, the web app or the app in just one place. You know, as a traditional dental practice, you're so used to having the website in one place, a social media in one place. But because of the way we've designed our products, it's for multiple use. You can use the link on your website, on your social media platforms, on your invoices, on any of your SMS or emails that go out. You can use it in multiple ways. So the more your patients see that, it becomes more real and they start using it more. Imagine, you know, you know how the buying mechanism works at the moment. You have to advertise a product like 16 times to the, uh, to a consumer before they make a decision to buy, right? So the more and more you use this kind of software or the link in multiple places, your customers see this better. You're absolutely right, Padma, and you're reminding me of something that I have repeated to many of my clients. Now, there was a book called Successful Advertising. It was written by Thomas Smith. Now, this book, Successful Advertising, went through the 20 exposures that we need to have about a new product or a new thing before we jump on board with it. And during the journey of those 20 exposures, of course, the First couple, you're blind to them. You don't even see them as a consumer. And then you start seeing them all the time. Then they start to annoy you. Then you wish they weren't appearing in front of you all the time. And then you think, oh, maybe I'm missing out on something. I might ask some friends if they've seen or heard of this product before, if they've used this product. And then eventually, around the 20th exposure, we think, oh, look, I'll give that a try. Now, you know when that book was written and published, Padma? 1873, we have always required a space of becoming slowly aware of something and then starting to have a little bit of faith in it before we jump into it. But it's never been quick. And with products like smilo.com, 
AI, this allows us to really have that level of exposure with patients in a way that we have never been able to before without spending a lot of money and putting a lot of, a lot of energy behind it. And look, it's a two-way thing with Smiler.ai. You as a dental practice are adding value to your patients and patients feel that they are getting more from you even without having to step into your practice. So it's a two-way benefit. You're getting to remotely monitor them, which means you can identify if they need some work. For them, it's like they can remotely monitor without having to come uh, provide, get the convenience of doing it from home, especially during the lockdowns these days. You know, so you are mm. constantly adding value to them and they feel appreciated. That builds loyalty to your practice. It gives them an experience like never before. So it's like moving out your tra- moving out of your traditional running of the practice and moving yourself into digitally active patient experience. That's absolutely true, Padma. And, you know, I've been listening to... Uh, Angus Pryor recently, you know Angus Pryor very well as well, you know, talking about it's not good enough anymore to say we're a gentle dentist, we've got high technology, we're very experienced because everyone's sending out those same messages. We really need to have something that separates us from our competition, that we do things better and more elegantly and therefore you should give us a try and smilo.ii is one of those ways where you can really set yourself apart from the other practices in your area that's for sure absolutely think about this like what uh, angus said gentle dentist but until i go into the dental practice i don't know right five star or seven star customer service but i don't know until i go in there or i pick up a phone and talk to them uh, I, I, we use uh, high-tech technology, we, took, uh, we use digital stuff, but for that I need to be in the chair and then experience it. But as a patient, when I'm browsing to find a new dentist for myself, what is in it for me? What is the experience I'm getting then and there for myself? What is the personalized, individualized approach I'm getting by this practice for myself? That's how you stand out. Everybody is into social media marketing. Everybody is doing PPCs, Google Ads, SEOs. Everybody is pretty much into that. We've all learned that's that's the way to market, especially over the last 18 months. Because, uh, you know, the traditional marketing doesn't work because of the lockdowns, um, you know, the social distancing and stuff like that. So we are all doing things. How are you going to differentiate yourself? Fantastic. And I can certainly see how that can convert and get a quick, a pretty quick return on investment when you are building out your communication so elegantly with your patients uh, that they feel more ready now than ever before to actually make a decision, especially with things that may be a little bit more complex. Yeah, and look, they are at home. Give them the power. And uh, it's, it's about, uh, we are collecting a lot of information from the patient anyways about their oral hygiene habits, their oral health, their medical history form. It will probably give you a better picture of your own patient, which you had not seen before, mm-hmm. and the curiosity they have about their own oral health. Rather than telling, get them to ask you. In teaching communication to dentists for a long time, but how about you give the power back to the patient? Magnificent. And I'd suggest possibly a good way of getting the team aware and comfortable with the process is we've all got that hand, those handful of patients that 
you know, uh, love us so much that, you know, if the compressor broke down one day, they're like, oh, don't worry, I'll come back another day. Or if there's little minor hiccups, you can be rest assured that you can fall back on that relationship and they'll still be there for you. That kind of client would be great to say, hey, we're looking at introducing this new thing thing to our practice. We would love for you to interact with us through this new application and let us know what your experiences is and give us a chance to give it a try as well. And then that's a great way of the whole team in a very open way going, is this going to work for our patient base? Is this going to work for our practice? And where are the opportunities within it that we can actually build our practice? Absolutely. Look, uh, when um, practice management softwares came into existence 10, 15 years back, uh, there was a hesitancy of moving from paper to, uh, you know, um, web, right? And now you are moving from web to cloud. There is a hesitancy there. And now from cloud to AI, this, there is a transition that is happening, right? Within the dental industry itself, and AI is used in multiple areas, whether mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, scanning your documents, scanning your medical history forms, Uh, you know, whether it is your treatment evaluation, there's a lot of artificial intelligence that is being used at the moment. And there's a buzzword, to be honest. But with Milo.ai, we just want to be your patient management, you know, software. We want to be that patient-facing product from your practice. Yeah. And, And connect with your patients at every contact point, whether it's the website, your social media, or any other SMS or email marketing that goes from your practice. Mm. So Mm. that's where Smilo.ai is a great engagement tool. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, people can go and find out more by following the links within the show notes, but it is Smilo, S-M-I-L-O dot A-I. Yes, of course. In there, there is an area where you can go to if you're a dental practice and look at information there and also jump into the patient area too and have a little look there so you can see from the patient's perspective how small AI can help them as well. And if people want to have specific questions, I know that you've also got a, a, they can organise a demonstration of small AI as well. Is that all through the website? Yes, they can do it through the website or they can contact me. I'm available on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. They can leave me a message and uh, we'll book in a demo for them. Fantastic. I'll make sure those links are in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Padma. I do hope you come back on again for a couple of reasons. One, we'll talk about teams and recruitment. Yes, sure. Why <laughs> not? Reviews. But also, uh, as the journey goes with Smile AI, come back on so we can start continue to share the ways, the opportunities that this particular application has in the growth of your dental practice. Absolutely. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me. It's been a great chat and I would love to come back to talk about teams and the growth of Smilo.ai. Fantastic. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, you should join the club. The club members receive an online lunch and learn every week where I share insights, systems and strategies to improve the success of your practice. These lunch and learns could not be easier. They are recording so you can watch them at a time that suit you. Members also have full access to the library of all of our past topics. The price is just $199 per month and it is a powerful and effective way to upskill your team. I hope to see you there.